TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. I'm just reading that CT Mirror article about the WellTalk issue that affected my family and probably yours, too. More than 800,000 Connecticut residents were impacted. Yeah. Um, it says the information contained in the WellTalk breach included files include your name, patient ID, date of birth, health insurance information, provider name, treatment cost information, and treatment information diagnosis. Social security number and financial information were not affected, they said, which is good. It's good to know this time. Um, other folks that were impacted across the country, including Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota, um, Blue Plus, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Centerwell Pharmacy, Health Insurance Plan in Greater New York. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Why is there data sitting on this Move It server? That's <laughs> my question. Uh, I don't know. And, and as I said before, I don't think we've ever gotten... Any answer. kind of a explanation that makes sense in you know, in computer science terms, right? That would be the question. If you're a, if you're a journalist out there, you want to ask move it that question. Yeah. You know, why is the data still there after you move it? Yeah. I mean, you don't need to hang on to it. <laughs> Nobody asked you to hang on to it. Why right. are you hanging on to it? Um, is it user error by the by the geek, which seems to be a very common user error? Why would all these? I mean, a geek can make a mistake, right, and hold right. the data, but everybody's doing it. I don't think so. This uh, seems to be a design yeah. flaw. I, I, yeah, that, yeah, that goes without saying, almost. Yeah, let's get to your calls again. We're going to go to Springfield and Steve. What's happening, Steve? Hi, uh, guys. I uh, appreciate your show. I Thanks. listen to it all the time. Awesome. Might as well get my password out of the way. It is. Uh, What'd you say? You want to get? You want to give? You want to give us your password? Yeah, exactly. I would love to have your password. Why wait till the end of the conversation? All right, that's cool. Um, I got a Prince Fuller problem. All right. Okay. And I, it, it's not letting me do anything. It's not letting me delete the printer. Uh, there's actually two printers. I got a label printer and then a photo printer. But I did take an old junky uh, uh, um, Epson printer. Uh, the workforce one, and I was able to print off of my phone on that, so I bypassed everything. Hmm. Um, but it, it's it won't recognize that one either, um, and it's it keeps giving me a message when I go into the printer settings that um, driver is unavailable. Yeah, we got a picture, a faded out picture of the of the proper hmm. proper uh, two uh, printers. Yep, 
but it's faded and it won't let me uh, right click it. It won't let me delete it. Uh, And I followed all the instructions on what to do about ending your your spooler and then rebooting and all that. And that did not help either. Windows 10, I assume? Windows 11. Uh, Windows 11. Well, for this purpose, it doesn't make any difference because it would be same kind of issue. Yep. Uh, what I would suggest, if you're trying to remove the printer, I would suggest mm-hmm. uh, oh, trying that in Device Manager. Uh, open up Device Manager. It's not even showing the printer. You've got all of those things in Device Manager, and then where it should be where there's printers, there's no printers. Interesting. So it's not showing up as a hardware device. Neither printers are. Right. No, no, no. And they were before. They were. They were printing excellently. I've been using them for years. For years. Okay. Is there an update? The the label printer is just a brother label printer, and that's just, you know, and it it won't even do anything for me on that one either. How long has this been going on? I tried switching ports. I tried tried everything I know how to do. I'm just wondering if you got advice, a way of getting around, emptying the print spooler, and then rebooting it and getting it back up to... Where I can see this stuff. Well, well, yeah. what I was going to say is yeah. what what I think we're looking at is operating system corruption. Yeah. Because it the right. I, Windows is thinking that there are printers there that actually are not. At least they're right. not connected up in a way that makes sense. Um, so yep. my next step for you would be to run something called DISM or D I S M. Which is, uh, I just saw that my last my last look at that. I just saw that, mm-hmm. and I, I, it looked interesting to me. Yes, so I would. I-S-M. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would use that to try to fix the, uh, any potential corruption in the operating system. Another thing you can is do that the, uh, is that in the um, in the command. Yeah, this command is something prompt. that you would run from the command prompt, and you would have to have an elevated command prompt. Um, there are a few things I you have to add. It says C32. What, what? You know, uh, C dash, uh, C colon, uh, Steve, and then I think 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right now, otherwise I'd look at it. There are some particular things you have to add to the command, and I'm going to post an article um, that'll tell oh, you how to okay. do it. The proper switches? Uh, yeah, okay. the proper switches and the way to type it out. Um, and it can yeah, rebuild yeah, yeah. the operating system. Um Okay. Also, um, you might want to consider doing a system recovery to right. roll back. I tried that. Nothing. Oh, Nothing that you've already right. done. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's well, what I was getting at as far as how long this has been happening. Most of the stuff that's out there and mm-hmm. stuff I knew about or stuff I found on the internet. And the only thing I didn't do, from what I can tell, is um, the registry. Uh, I didn't want to go in that if I didn't have to because it said you may regret it. Well, I don't know what there would be in the registry that would help you if the operating system is corrupt, and I think that's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So at this point, I I would put aside any consideration about what's going on in the registry, and I would uh, I would okay. try to fix corruption in the operating system. Also, while you're doing this, go and check to see if those printers are Windows 11 compatible. Right, there could have been an update. They might have been sort of compatible, and finally they've been deprecated. Well, they said they said when I was looking at drivers, um, they said that they were compatible. Okay, good. So it's back to corruption. Um, yeah. We, you know, it's got to be something going on That's there, especially good. if you can't kill that spool 
Uh, it, it, pro- it makes sense because I've had some booting problems where I got a blue screen sometimes lately. Oh. oh. And that's been probably about the same time. Yeah. So I'm, oh. I'm leaning that the, the corruption of um, operating system is probably right on. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need to hear about those symptoms there, uh, Steve. We don't just need yeah. the password. We need to know about that type of stuff. Most <laughs> most blue screens are caused by hardware problems. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe RAM issues. RAM or could even be something really wild like the USB controller or something. Yeah, but your your operating system can get scrambled by the hardware issue. Yes. Will, will that DISM take care of some of that stuff? Uh, if if you actually have a hardware problem, it might take care of it temporarily. Right. But if the hardware issue is causing the corruption, it's probably going to develop again. Right. You have a, do you have a solid-state oh, hard drive or a spinny hard drive? Uh, spinny. Spinny. So maybe it's time to upgrade. For backups. Okay. Yeah. So it, it could be so. the hard drive. Yeah. 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 So try to fix it. If it fixes it, then you know you had corruption, and it could. It may not right. get corrupted again for who knows how long, right? Or it will get corrupted yeah, the day yeah. after you fix it. What was that second thing you said? DISM, and then there was another one you had mentioned. SFC. That I, oh, you said you're going to put it up on on the internet. Yeah, you're going to do both DISM and SFC, and that stands for System S- File Checker. F- See. Okay, that's not the same as the guy who had the phony money, right? No. <laughs> that's F- no. That is FTX. <laughs> or exactly. Uh, How the hell is he getting out of getting away with this? I don't. Well, I guess he's paid well, enough guys off, right? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> that's the only way well, I would think. Isn't of it. isn't he in jail now? Well, yeah, but they dropped half the other yeah, charges. No. And the more serious ones they dropped, and then they lowered the the, the original ones. Right. So I guess on, on top of being you know, you know scamming people into buying fake money, he took the real money he converted yeah. it to and paid off enough people so that he would get off. <laughs> I mean, that's the world we really seem to live in. Politicians. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 So. All righty, guys. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, Steve. Well, good luck. I'll message you my password. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Send it in clear text over email. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Okay. Thanks, Steve. All right. So he's going to go on and try to fix his operating system, and uh, he did not tell me his password. The reason that I mean, we joke about this, I ask people what their password is. Some people will actually almost tell me over the air. Yeah. And, again, that's how the bad guys get in your system. You know, they well, just, they, do, they get into your system by getting into your head first. Right. Yeah. Social engineer you. They ask you for your password. And they do it in all sorts of really clever ways. Like they make the they make a screen that looks like Microsoft 365. And then they send you an email saying, hey, you need to authenticate your, your 365 account. And you're busy on a Friday or you're not busy on a Friday afternoon. You're like, oh, okay, I'll type this in. I got time to do this. And you put the actual credential in. And then it authenticates you because they actually send you over to your Microsoft 365 account while you do it. And now they've got your password, right? So you have to be super cynical these days. You have to have two-factor authentication turned on on everything. Yeah. Your password also has to be difficult. Um, It could be a pass phrase, right? You know, I love computer talk with tab, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Could be your password. But don't use it everywhere. You got to use a new password for everything you do. And um, have two-factor authentication turned on. Now every, we're starting to get into pass keys, where you know you're going to actually have your physical device be the thing that you tap or connect to, where you're logging into your account. But I was even seeing, isn't there a Google Gmail hack that recently happened? Yes, that's not good. No, 
what what it did was it it grab it was a way to grab uh, the existing tokens and then just get into the account that way. The cached tokens, right? That people cache in their browser. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> No, do not do that. So it's definitely, you got to be vigilant. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. So feel free to get online. Four lines wide open while you're out there getting your milk and your bread and your snow shovel. Uh, we'll be here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. studios visit getcarter.com that's getcarter.com this is computer talk with tab okay carolyn is finding every snow song that was ever written <laughs> and we appreciate that I do kind of miss it a little bit. I did, I did enjoy last winter. It was one of my favorite winters. It was one of the warmest winters in 50 years. So 50 years prior, it was warm too, just to keep that in mind. Um, I enjoyed it very much. And uh, it was nice not to be slipping and sliding on the highways, but it's nice to have some snow. Right, right, Dennis? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Just a couple inches. On occasion. Yeah, but I'm not going to get just a couple inches. No, you're up time. in the boonies, right? You're up in the hills. Way up in the hills, almost 1,200 feet. Oh, boy. So, You'll be digging out. Ooh. Yeah. So we're here till 11. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. Also, obviously, we were podcasted. I shouldn't say obviously, but if you didn't know, <laughs> we were. Uh, so we are a podcast, and there's over 500 episodes out there. And uh, if, you, if you ever miss an episode and you want to, you know, while you're shoveling, you want to listen to more computer talk. <laughs> You could just subscribe to us. It's because free. who doesn't want to listen to computer talk while they're shoveling? Yeah, it'll keep you nice and warm while you're shoveling, cursing the snow, and you're saying, wait a minute, why did I want this? Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. It's an Odyssey podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Actually, we're not on Spotify, but we're everywhere else. I'm not sure. Maybe it's Spotify. It has to be a special deal. Um, but we're everywhere else, and you can go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and listen to us anytime, anywhere. For whatever reason you want to, <laughs> and uh, we will do our best to uh, help you out uh, with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We are live here now, so feel free to get online. And as we wait for your calls, do you have anything you want to bring up, Dennis? Uh, we were just discussing passwords. Yeah, um, twenty three and Me had a breach. I'm sure. Yes, people know about it by now, uh, where many millions of people had their DNA and other information exposed to right. some bad guys. Yep. And it happened because they subscribe their their 23andme accounts were connected with um, a DNA sharing uh, service within their within what they provide really? that allowed you to see information for your DNA relatives. All right. And, and if, that tool you, was compromised? You, right. If you were a 23andMe customer, you could agree to be part of this sharing pool. Oh, so you volunteered for this. And then people, people that are connected with you by DNA would be able to get some of your information. Gotcha. Wouldn't be the whole profile, but something. Right. And it turned out that all they needed to do was to breach, for yep. the bad guys that is, had to breach 14,000 accounts with just... You know, hammering passwords 
that they had gotten uh, from other breaches. In other words, okay, they right. got your email address yeah. and some password from other service you were using. Right. And then the bad guys said, well, let's see if I can get it to 23andMe with these credentials. All right. Because the guy probably used the same password mm. or something close to it. Yeah. And that's how they did it. They they got into 14,000 accounts. Yeah. And that is how they then collected information for from millions of people. Hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, 23andMe recently came out with a statement about this. I guess um, they sent out letters to some of the people that were going to sue them. I guess. Mm. I, I'm not too sure who exactly who got the letters. Mm-hmm. But they essentially were saying, well... You used you reused a password on other sites. Yeah, it was caught up in a breach for that site, and right. then the bad guys got into ours. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna say two things about this. First mm. of all, it sounds like victim blaming, and it is. Yeah. Uh, second of all, there is some validity to it because mm. we're always talking about not reusing passwords. Right. And it is a best practice never to reuse a password. Mm-hmm. If, if you're on one site, it has one password. If you're on another, it has something else. Right. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Now, so it's true that that played a role in this. Right. However, mm-hmm. if I was a 23andMe customer yeah. who had a really complex, unique password, maybe I even had 2FA set up for it because mm-hmm. that was an option for them. Yeah. Um, but then your account got breached because... You reused your password from somewhere else. Right. You could have gotten my data that way. That's the weird So part. it isn't my fault that no. my data leaked. No. But that's what 23andMe is trying to tell you. That's weird. And that that's just despicable. Yeah, it's a weird, it it's is. A weird point of view. So, yeah. The moral of the story is don't put your data... At these companies, is yeah, write them down in paper and pencil. And when they have these sharing options, yeah, oh my gosh, say no. <laughs> you have to, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, at this point, though, all of our data is out there. I don't know that anybody is left that hasn't been breached in some way, shape, or form. It feels like, right? I mean, I'm sure I could just go Google you right now, Dennis, and find everything else that I need to know about oh, you. Oh, you could probably find out a ton about me. <laughs> It's frightening how much you could probably find out about me. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open for you. I know you guys are all doing everything to protect yourself from the snow, but we're here, a couple of pasty white computer geeks in studio, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So keep us busy. 860-522-9842 is the number, and we'll be right back. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
There you go, Carolyn. It's my wife's favorite Christmas movie. So uh, this song goes off. It is bad. <laughs> but it is what it is. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And uh, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, concerns. we got three lines that just came in. So Brian, uh, Michelle, and Mike, hang on. I just want to talk really quickly about, I was reading about uh, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. They had a smart turlet. A smart Turlet? Yeah, toilet, turlet. Smart turlet. Yeah. Kohler has a smart turlet. Okay. And uh, basically, my, the question I guess I have for folks is, would you spend $4,000 on a smart turlet? <laughs> and the uh, thing is, it well, comes- Well, that would depend on how smart it is. <laughs> well, right, right. Well, it comes with an app, so it'll your toilet will know when you're home, right? And and I guess some of these turlets can heat up the seat for you. Hey, Dennis oh. is going to be coming home. We should heat the seat up for him. <laughs> Um, it'll it'll automatically flush, so I guess that's a thing if you can't figure out how to flush a turlet. Um, they even have a bidet built in, and uh, so you use less, you know, paper. And we always we all knew what happened during the COVID as far as what toilet paper was. All oh yeah. Imagine if you were just one of those people who were laughing all the way. I've got a smart toilet. I don't need toilet paper. Ha ha. The thing that would make me nervous though is you got to power that turlet. I don't know that I would want a plumber and an electrician involved in hooking up a toilet. Would you? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like what could go wrong? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just... Oh. Gives a whole new meaning to hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just don't think it... To me, I, I mean, I, I know I could not get that through committee at our house. Like, honey, I want to spend $4,000 on a smart toilet. <laughs> And it's got an app, and it'll it'll know when we're coming home, and it'll heat the seat. <laughs> I don't even know if it'll heat the seat up. That would be a good feature, though. Um, oh, it's better do at something, least do like, something that like that for that much yeah, money. It does heat it up. I'm not sure if it knows when you're coming home. Oh, Dennis is on the way. I should heat my seat. <laughs> Modern problems. I mean, we need to be told to uh, how to shovel our driveway, but we're, we're ready to buy a smart toilet. All right, I digress. Let's go to Brian out there in Bristol and see what he's got going on. Hey, Brian. What's up? Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, short answer, I've got a, I believe it's a G9 older phone that um, it got dropped and it broke the USB access thing. Oh. And um, I'm trying to find out if there's any company. The battery has died. I can't get it to charge, obviously. Right. And I'm trying to find trying to find a company that might be able to dissect this phone and yep. like salvage pictures off of the older phone. There is a company that comes to that mind. Um, it's uh, OnTrack. They used to be called Kroll OnTrack, but OnTrack does data recovery for all sorts of stuff, and we've, we've used them in our, in our work occasionally. But thankfully, we have good, we've got good backups for our customers, so it doesn't have to happen very often. Um but uh, OnTrack is a company. We can put a link out there for you. They probably can offer you. Well, what they'll do is they'll they'll take the device and they'll charge you like 150 bucks to tell you how much they're going to charge you to get the data back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh, it's not going to be free to find that out. And because it's br- it's busted, the interface is busted, and it's not going to be able to be charged. They're going to have to take it apart. Um, you know, clean yeah, room type stuff. Yeah, possibly. that that's. Yeah, that's the problem I was running into. I had brought it to the 
provider and they said the same thing that you know there's nothing they can do because without being able to charge it yeah they can't even get in there you know short of dissecting the phone obviously and i'm somewhere in there there must be some sort of hard driver yeah well yeah you know, there, there would be a stick of some sort yeah, there'd be a flash memory chip in there yep. i'm wondering if it if you can't charge it wirelessly yeah i tried that at one Apparently, it's a poor engineering design. Once that port is broken, it. Uh, it okay, so it's wired through the. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Understand. And, All right. And you didn't back it up, right? You didn't have it configured to go off site to back up, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if I can't save the pictures, it's not the end of the universe, but there's probably a couple years of just you know, nature pictures and stuff that I took over mm-hmm. the time of using the phone. Uh, yep. Uh, well, I w- on track, I just, on track would be the best option. Uh, we'll put a link up to their site and uh, I'm pretty sure they have a division that works on. Oh yeah. They have a whole section on mobile. Yeah. Mobile devices. They're a good company to, for data recovery. So if, if anybody could get it back, they probably they, can. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. yeah. But it won't be cheap, Brian. Yeah. Well, that's all up to debate whether how important the pictures are to exactly. me, I guess. And, exactly. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully you don't get snowed in. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried. All right, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, man. All right. So let's go on to Michelle in Waterbury. What's happening, Michelle? Hi. 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 Good morning. Um, I wanted your opinion on this. I'm not... Um, a, a very tech savvy person, but I have my laptop. It's uh, and and I use it basically to print out some certain things. But I don't do banking. I don't do really anything on my on my uh, computer. I don't stream. Um, I don't do anything. I have Frontier for for uh, my internet and yep. phone. I still have a landline phone. Okay. So Frontier had. Um, rewired the whole neighborhood with their their new wiring Mm -hmm. and um so yeah the fiber thing Mm -hmm. and so now i keep getting told if i don't switch over uh by january 15th well i keep getting different stories but the biggest one was if i don't switch over by january 15th i'll lose my internet then the other story was if i don't switch over if i have an issue they're going to charge $300 to come out and fix it. Yeah, I've heard this before, so, actually. I've so this. is this just a shakedown, or is this real? I'm sure it's real. They want you to convert to fiber. The fiber's in place, and they don't want to support the old um, copper lines. I have heard a similar story from just recently, this past week, from another business that had the same type of quote-unquote threat that says, hey, mm-hmm. if you don't do this. So here's the, you have two options. Um Go ahead and convert over to their fiber. It's going to be faster and, and hopefully cheaper uh, for a little yes, while. They, they did say it was going to be cheaper, but I figure in a year it's going to probably go up higher than what I'm already paying. But that's my distrust of yeah. these companies. Well, the, the beauty is, thanks to GoNetSpeed and other competition, there is less chance of that lately. So you could also mm-hmm. punt them for cellular services, like Verizon has a, a wireless service. Uh, T-Mobile does, so you can actually punt all the wires. So you have options finally, so that these companies can't do that like they had in the past. 
So mm-hmm. I would tell you, if you want to have the least disruptive approach, you would maybe consider converting to their new fiber solution. They already have you as a client. You're already a customer. Yes, they were being a little aggressive on, hey, if you don't do it, you know, we're going to nail you with some charges. But that's up to you as far as their approach is. I understand that it's not very tasteful. And I'm not advocating for them as a company either. Um, but it, it would seem to me to be the lesser choice versus going wireless where you have a new account like T-Mobile. You have to first see if you're able to get that service. And if you can get it, then um, you can win. You can just tell, you can tell Frontier to Pound Sand, I'm going to go ahead and go to T-Mobile. And that's up to you too. So, you know, I think you, I think you have to make a change, or they're going to make it painful for you when you have a problem. Yeah. Well, I already i I did, you know, uh, book a, a you know the four hour wait time for them to come over and do it. But oh. I just thought okay. it would be nice to hear your opinion because uh, even though I don't understand everything you talk about, I enjoy listening to you, and I can pick up some things. Well, we're happy to be there for you, and, and hopefully thank it works you. out for you, Michelle. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You got Bye. it. Bye bye. It, it did seem harsh that you know three hundred yeah. bucks and yeah, it's that's. That's very heavy-handed. Yeah. I'm going to try to get another call in. Hopefully, Carolyn, Carolyn doesn't get mad. We're going to go to Mike in Bristol. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Listen, I decided to get a VPN for the obvious security reasons that everybody talks about. And I signed up for one, and everything was great. It installed fine. But I had all kinds of compatibility issues with other software, and and like they're asking me to, to re-sign in. and it, so I just ended up getting my money back and getting rid of it. But can you explain to me what happened? Well, you didn't give me a whole lot of information there. So when you're on a VPN, there are going to be some applications that are going to be confused by the fact that you're coming via Switzerland. They're going to be like, what is this guy doing? Why is this connection happening via Switzerland um, or wherever you are, are coming in? Um, so you can have those types of problems. You can have issues with you know your bank is expecting you to connect in Connecticut, not Switzerland. Right. So or wherever you're coming from. So that's the kind of thing that in some cases you do have to you may have to turn off the VPN in order to actually function properly. Um, If you're running a Chromebook, my Chromebook won't see my local printer if I'm on a VPN, even though it's got a local IP address. The VPN interferes with the ability for the application to see the local printer. Um, I haven't played with it enough to try to fix it. And it doesn't matter enough because we don't print enough. But there's probably a workaround. But the point is the VPN places you someplace other than where you are and you're fully encrypted. So it's it's it could be a function of the VPN that you're dealing with and the and the websites you're going to. Do you, can you give us a more specific problem like you're having? Um well there was there was applications that didn't recognize maybe my location or right. things like that kind of what you're saying. Yeah. So I guess a VPN is is not really a like set it and forget it all the time thing. Correct. It can't be a set it or forget it all the time thing, um, but you can turn it on when you know you want to do secure things, more secure things. So I would tell you to run it on PCs and laptops and stuff like that all the time and then turn it off when you have a problem, if you have to have to, have to turn it off. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. You got it, Mike. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to step up for a quick break. Patty and Joe, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. <laughs> Carolyn's done a great oh, job. Oh, this is great. Finding our snow music. Um, 
as I hear, it might snow. Really? Yeah, that's what I hear. You think? It could. Yeah. It could happen. Oh. I don't know. Okay. We'll see what happens this evening. It'll either be a lot or we're all going to be disappointed, and we're going to have to go after those weathermen. They're like, and weathermen are like uh, baseball players, right? They only have to be right about 30% of the time. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding, weathermen. Uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Joe in Windsor. What's going on, Joe? Morning, guys. How Morning. are you? Good. How are you? Um, I was listening to that woman that has uh, Frontier, and she's going to install fiber. She's considering making a move because they're kind of making her their strong arm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we went through the whole thing, threatening letters, and they're going to shut us off. Jeez. Finally, a guy came out and uh, ran a line from the street to the house and then went away. Yeah. And a few weeks later, another guy came in with an appointment, and he said he was going to install fiber in the house. Well, he installed it from the outside box to an inside box. Yeah. And then just cut the line that was servicing the house and attached it to that. Well, the house is all copper wire with splitters and modems and all kinds of stuff. And, right. and that was it. He put a new modem in and then he put little little boxes on each TV. I have about three of them. Yep. And he left it. So my house is still wired with copper. Right. And they're telling me this is faster. It's not faster. And about cheaper. It's not cheaper. It actually went up. Oh, no. Well, they zinged us at the end of our December billing because all our discounts went away. So we got zinged big time. So we figured, just pay it. Don't argue. Next bill's going to be lower. Well, it's not. Yeah. They have all kinds of excuses. Right. So your internal wiring being copper is not unusual. So, like, uh, I've got GoNetSpeed in my home, and so it's fiber to my home, and then right. internally I'm using Cat5 or Cat6, depending on, but which is technically copper, right? Yeah, so we got. Yeah. Now my switching, though, is gigabit switching internally. So as long as your switching is going to be able to handle that performance, um, then you'll be able to see a speed improvement. Now, what are you paying for from Frontier for Internet service? Is it 200-200, 500-500, gigabit? What are you supposedly paying for? I think it's um, 500. Okay. So when you do a speed test, you don't get that? No. All right. Are you wireless or wired when you're connecting the device? Is it computer connected yeah. wireless or wired? It's wired. Wired. So your switch may not be gigabit switch. It may be an old 10100 switch. Okay. Which, which in the day was called fast Ethernet. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so... You, if you're connected with an old switch, and I found one in my own home because I was like, oh, I got a spot here. It's going so slow. It turns out even I had an old fast Ethernet switch. I, I had an old one too. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So you need to make sure your switching is upgraded, and then okay. you'll get your benefit. Um, so make sure you go look at all your switches and make sure they have gigabit ports, not just 10100 ports. Yeah, they, they put in an arrow. An arrow for their device, that's fine. Okay. But within your home, how many devices are, how many switches did you have in there yourself? Um, we have, it's hardwired to a splitter, and the splitter goes three ways. Okay, so the splitter, and most likely, most likely you're calling the splitter a switch. That's what I'm calling a switch. I would think that's yeah. what it is. Okay. okay. That but device. Have, but, they, but they have wireless little boxes at each TV. Mm -hmm. So I assume 
the signal is going out from the main. It's going going from the arrow. Yeah, yeah, from the arrow to the to the boxes. That's true. Right. Are they charging right. you for those boxes? Um. You may want to check your bill. Yeah. yeah. It was part of the plan, so individually, no. No. This is and when they put them in, they didn't charge us for each one going in. Okay. Yeah, but your physical connection is slower than 500. 500 is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you you want to figure out if that the wire that, that uh, that's coming out of your computer, wherever that's going back to, the splitter, as you call it, is most likely a switch, and that switch is most likely 10-100 speed. Okay. Is there a 15-year-old in your neighborhood you can talk to? <laughs> no. Okay. Even those guys are not as good anymore as they used to be. True. We have some 50-year-olds in a... In- 50-year-olds are not bad. Gen X knows what it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so have somebody take a peek at that with you uh, if you're not sure. See if your switches can be upgraded, yeah. all right, Joe? Right. Okay. All right. Another thing, you guys said um, we're, we're running... either we're either going to be happy with snow or happy without. Yeah. We're not going to be happy with either one. All right. <laughs> you're just a Debbie Downer, Joe. All right, I got to go, bud. Okay, thanks for your help, You got it, sir. You're welcome. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Mike G, for posting everything. And remember, we want you to be geeks, too. See you guys next Saturday. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 